Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host Stephen and joining me today is firstly Michael. How are you mate? I'm good Steve. Um, You know, as always, there's always something happening with the world of Greek football. So I'll begin by saying, with my favourite phrase, Greek football, the gift that keeps on giving. And we will get into it. I, I think we should genuinely put that in the preview of the podcast. You know that on Spotify where they have a preview for what the podcast's about? We, that has to be the end line. I might have to redo that. Um, right. Uh, we could and, also give the you could also give the introduction. Welcome to the Last Football Podcast, where Greek football is the gift that keeps on giving. There we go. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> for the new year. I'm doing it. Uh, Nick, how are you, mate? I don't. I'm good. I don't know if I can top that. That's brilliant. It, it really is the gift that keeps on giving. And for those that don't know the reasons why, you're all going to find out very soon. Uh, also, big one this one because we've got two rounds of, of the domestic uh, Super League to dissect, among other things. Yes, and uh, the last two rounds um, of the year as well. As it, uh, the Greek football is now on a cheeky winter break, and they won't be back till I believe the second of January is when. The, uh, the the round yeah. the next round kicks off. Um, but before we get to the Super League, we um, well, <laughs> more ways than one, we will um, first go to the Conference League because Olympiagos ha- was in the draw on Monday. I watched it uh, with anticipation and a lot of nerves, as <laughs> as you can imagine. And we dodged we dodged Eintracht Frankfurt. Thank goodness. <laughs> Union Saint Gerois from Belgium got Frankfurt, so thank goodness for that. And Olympiagos drew Hungarian side Ferenc Faros, who are still a tough team. You know, I'm not not going to downplay Ferenc, Ferenc Faros at all. They're a really solid team. Um, I've, I've, one of my friends who's Hungarian is you know, on good authority has told me so. Um, but it's still going to be a tough opponent, especially as they look a lot more put together than Olympiagos do right now. As you know, we're still in a bit of a transition period. But um, with the first leg in Birea, and if we can get the right players in uh, in the January transfer window, if we can pick up some form under Carlos Carvajal, I'm fairly confident we can get past Ferenc Faros over two legs. So it's not the worst draw we could have got. There were way tougher teams in that draw that if I if we'd got, again, Frankfurt, no chance. I don't think we would have got past them onto, into over two legs, even though Balk did a good job. But Balk, you know, Balk has done very well in Europe. So... There we go. Uh, Please for Olympiagos getting Ferenc Faros. Um, and now we can go to the Super League. So we'll we'll go with round 14. Uh, Kifishia drew, uh, won 4-2 of a Bastianina. Massive, massive win for Kifishia. And that actually resulted um, in Bastianina sacking Thanasis Stegos um, and hiring... Finally. Uh, yes. <laughs> after, after a long time. And hiring... Uh, Michalis Grigorio, who uh, you're familiar with, aren't you, Michael? Oh, very familiar. He's like, it's like, he's like that person. He just never goes away, right? He's like the next in line. That's that's what's going on with the Greek coaches at the moment. We had Paraskos, we had Babis Tennis. Now there's this guy, uh, Grigorio. He's like taken over that level. He's like, the next generation, as as you said just before. He's he's under fifty, as you said. Yeah, he's yeah he's not even fifty, and this is like his one millionth job, 
So yeah. you know how this is going to go down. Like this mm -hmm. is, it's just ridiculous because there's just no, there's just no, um, there's no, there's no pool of coaches at the moment, right? Yeah. There was once upon a time, Jorge Simos. I mean, look how he's gone. Look at his downfall yeah. from Orfi. Um, there's just no pool of coaches. There's like no one out there and no one that sticks out and say, yes, this guy can manage a top club in Greece. This guy can manage an Olympiakos, Bauk or Panathinaikos. There's no one. Where are they? This is something it's not I've... like 30, 40 years the ago. System. The system has failed them. The, this... the whole system has failed them. This is something I'm interestingly writing about at the moment because I'm doing an I'm doing an article on Ange Postacoglu just because I feel like it. Um, and I, I I've been highlighting that too. You know, there's hardly any Greek managers. I don't whether that's a lack of opportunity or a lack of ambition from players to become managers who are of Greek origin. And and as you said, like Simos looked promising but hasn't really kicked on. I guess the one that we've always consistently said was probably the best Greek manager right now, apart from Ange, was Yorgos Donis, but he's not competing at a good level. He's in Saudi, which I know the Saudi Pro League is trying to be pushed at the moment, but it's not, it's yeah. not a good league, you know. The Greek Super League, in my opinion, is, is still better than it's, that. The, the system, the system's failed him. It's what Michael said, Grigorio's the classic case in point, where these guys, the, the, as you said, the players don't want to become coaches because they know they're going to be, become part of that carousel. They're not going to last more than a few months in any given job. Then they'll get sacked and yeah. join the next club, and they go around and around and around in circles. This Grigorio, he's he's young, he's young for coaching standards. I remember him almost a decade ago, almost ten years ago. He was at clubs like he's been at Gerkida, he's been at Larissa, I think Panetolikos off the top of my head. He's he's been fucking everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and speaking of uh, Gifishia, they um, Michael pointed out to me before the recording, they've also signed uh, Victor Glonaridis, um, former Ike player, yeah. Abuel as well, Adromitos, um, more recently, and Panathinaikos too, yeah. as, as it happens. So, yeah. you know, he, well, just, that needs was to, he just needs to join Olympiagos and then he's he's sealed the he's and Balk and he's sealed the big four like 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 uh, Lazaros did. Um, he he came to, he came to Greece with some hype about two ten years ago, roughly. He was half Greek, half Belgian. Half Belgian. No, no, but he's like part African. His mother or something. Oh, really? Born in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't born, know that. born in, born in Belgium. Um, yeah, he's old. He's he's after what? He's mid thirties, early thirties. Thirty-one. Yeah, okay. I thought he was older. Yeah. Okay. Look, crazy to think a year ago. Um. Or was it earlier in the season? No, it was a year ago that he he had a great start to the season for Atromitos where he, he racked up assists in, in like in as little as games, like three games, and he racked up like seven assists. And he was in the talk for the ethnic year. And what we didn't know is that he didn't have Greek citizenship or Greek passport or whatever. He's born in Belgium, and yeah. Yeah, so you just come to think, what has this guy been doing all these years? He's played in Greece prior to Atromitos. Yeah. Has he bothered? Has he bothered? Yes, he just wasn't interested. There was talks of him coming to the ethnic year, and Poyo was interested in bringing him along. But seeing him that he went to Turkey over the summer, a second division side, and coming coming back to Greece, signing for Kipishad, that that just says a lot about his career. He just doesn't care. 
it's it's not it's another one of those what could have been. There we go, and they were, probably won't be the last either. Let's uh, let's rattle through the games uh, from match day fourteen. Uh, Aris won one nil against Offi. Very comfortable win for Aris. Uh, lost my place quickly. Basianina drew. Well, no, uh, sorry. Asteras Tripolis lost heavily to Balk at home, four-one. So good result for Balk. Murk got a brace, and so did Despadov. Good result for Balk, who are flying at the moment, as we'll probably uh, jump onto when we finished all of the games of the, both rounds. Lamia lost at home to Volos, two-one. So good result for Volos, picking up a bit of form. Um, in, in more recent times, after a terrible start to the season, uh, uh, we should also mention. Uh, we should also mention. Uh, we we kind of missed this news about Volo. They they brought back Angel Lopez, the Spanish coach they had about a couple of years ago. So Bratos got sacked a few weeks ago, okay, and this has led to their pick up in form. So Angel Lopez is uh, back at the helm, who. In his first stint was actually pretty good for Volo, and then it all fell apart. It was all it was a bit of a tactical mess, and he's now back. Let's see what he does. Was it one of those cases where they started so well, but then they fell away from the playoffs places, and that's why he got sacked? Is that is that what happened initially? Probably, yeah. Sure. Biggest result of the of the round, by the way, Adromitos three two winners over Banathanaikos in the Athens derby. Uh, well, it must have felt like a derby for you, Nico, um, in in this game. Yeah, they 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 did what they had to do to win. They, not we. Let's start with from the back. Brignoli in this game, absolute shocker again. And it's what I said last week. You start to get a little worried now. What he's going to do with his, with his contract? Have you seen some some of those attempts to? Come out and clear and make his saves and just appalling. Just I don't know what some, something's going on. Some, something's clearly going on. Hopefully, it gets sorted out ASAP before the new year. So we've got some sort of direction wh- which way he's heading. Whether he's going to accept our proposal to renew his contract uh, with the agreed wages, or if he's going to look to go elsewhere. Where's he? The thing is, what how I see it, where's he going to go? Somewhere else in Greece. Who's going to be prepared to offer him the money? He's better than Paschalakis at Olympiakos. You guys aren't going to offer him the money he's after. There's rumours, un- unconfirmed, that he's, it's been offered in the in excess of 1 million euro a season in the Middle East. Rumours. He's after 1 to 1.1 million. He's on 300,000 at the moment. Mm. Massive steep, massive jump there. We've offered 7,750. So maybe we we up it a little bit more and meet halfway. Uh, interesting. One, one to keep an eye out on for sure, that one. Um, but I, I said it back as well when Magnuson went down with his ACL. That felt like the point in time where our season just turned on its head and as if our season ended. Because defensively since then, it, it's been an abomination. Schenkerville, he can't do it all on his own. He's aged a little bit as well. He's not that aggressive type player like like a Magnuson. Palmer Brown, the mystery man, they said initially it's going to be a two two to three week injury. It's now a three month injury. Rumoured to be returning in early January. Let's see. Jovanovic, 
has to, the club, Papa Dimitriou, all of them, that they have to have that centre-back already lined up and ready to come in in the early days, the first couple of days of January, because January is our make-or-break month. We've got four derbies in 10 days, if you include the, the cup in there, the cup fixtures against you guys, and it's five derbies in, 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 in a week after that. So what's that? Five derbies in 17-odd days. Wow. It's going to be, yeah, it's, it's a killer month for us. So we need the signings quick smart in. The players are on a little break now. They're back to training on the 27th. Let's see. Let's see. But after this, we, the fans, everywhere around the world, there was a melt panic stations, a massive meltdown with, because that came right after we got bundled out in an embarrassing fashion in the, in the Europa League. Then we follow it up with this appalling loss. When we, when we took the lead, mind you, you know, I need this open the scoring from the spot, and we just capitulated, conceding, conceding three cheap, cheap goals of the worst possible order. Um, then then the rumours came out with Jovanovic, who, who's off contract. Not rumours, the murmurs from there. Discontent from the fan base. What, what's going to happen? Has he taken us as far as he can? And we'll get on to the next game against Volos because it's going to tie into the two games. Yeah, they're sort of in one. I'll, I'll leave the rest of it for later. But th- this one in isolation, this game, j- just appalling. Sure. Get that center bank. In, get that center back in. Get this confusion sorted with Brignoli, and let's move forward. Yeah, and let's be, let's be real, Nigo. If uh, the Middle East or a Middle Eastern club are offering him that money, they can definitely pay it. It's, they can pay him more so uh, if yeah, they really wanted rumors. to. Rumors that that's yeah. unconfirmed, but he's after at least after a million, and he's on a third of that, less than a third of that, at the moment. Big big jump. Can a club like Bunnath and I, of course? With our lack of resources, afford that? No chance. Can anyone in Greece afford that for a keeper? Maybe us, but other than that, I don't yeah. even think we'd pay that much to pit. You know, he has to be a very it. good keeper. He has to be a very, very good keeper for us to pay that much. He, he is. He's been a great keeper. It, I, this is the off-field stuff that's that's playing in his head. That that's causing the, these on on-field mistakes because there hasn't been a one-off case. You now it's it's happened a few times, both in Europe and domestically. I mean, I, I probably could do with an upgrade on their keeper. They're, they're not that, I'm not saying they're going to sign a keeper in January, but they, we'll get on to their keeper in, in the most recent round as well. But he, he hasn't covered himself in glory either. Yep, you've just uh, segued me nicely to Aik, who, who uh, were 2-0 up against Banadoligos away from home, and they capitulated first with the penalty from Jao Pedro and then yep. um, Baldassara in the 65th minute. And... I couldn't get back to get a, a win and drop two points. So it's a big, big, um, big disappointment for them, Michael. And the, we'll get on to their next game against Bansaragos, but they, this has now become a pattern because they, they, they did the exact same thing in the next game as well. So is it, is it a goalkeeping issue like Nick alluded to, or is it, a, is it just a whole defense, a defensive issue as a whole? Because I thought they were reasonably solid in, in defense up to this point. Yeah. Look, they were solid. But look, we've got to remind ourselves that Ayek have been uh, hampered with injuries as of late. As, as I've just read before, Mukudi is their big loss. That is their main guy at the at the back. Without him, it's there is no protection, much protection for the goalkeeper. Now, goalkeepers also fault as well uh, for some of the blunders that he's caused. 
goes by the name of Athanasiadis. Now, apparently, I saw a stat floating around that out of the nine games that he has started, um, Ayak have only taken victory once with Athanasiadis in goal. Now, is that his is um that his fault? No. What about the what about the guys in front of him? Are they to blame? Of course. But we've got to remind ourselves again. Um, Ayak are hampered with injuries. Um, it's just not nothing's gone their way at the moment. Um, as reigning champions, but it's still not over for them. Um, in January they can make um a few good pickups in the market and see what they can do, especially in their defense. That is where they are. That is where that's where they're vulnerable at the moment, and these in these two games it clearly showed teams like. Panathinaikos, uh, who are in a bit of a renaissance at the moment, as well as Panathinaikos, who play some gritty football, can hurt a team like Ajax and, and can expose their vulnerability, and they greatly did that. Two all draws. It, it's it's no coincidence. Uh, and the gritty Panathinaikos uh, hosted Olympiagos uh, on Monday, and let me tell you something. In the last two games that I've watched Olympiagos away from home, I've never seen so much bus parking in my life. <laughs> they made it, both them and Adrobitos, who we'll get to in a bit, made it so difficult for us to do anything. Um, but Olympiagos in in the in the first game against Panzaragos got the win, thankfully, through a penalty from sub super sub El Arabi. We played okay. I think it was just the fact that we had to really, really break Bansaragos down. But credit to Garcia, they they played their game. He's a good manager. He's getting them to play when when he wants to. They play some nice football for, for, for a newly promoted side in Greece. They they play some solid football. But that on that day, my goodness, they parked it completely, and we did well to get the win. Um, although El Arabi was injured and missed the next game against Adromidos. But look, good win for Olympiagos, especially after the, the European result that we got. It was nice to keep momentum in that case. Um, and that was round 14. And now we can move to round 15. Aris drew 2-2 with La Mia. So a bit of a disappointment for them after uh, after getting the, the win in the previous round. Um, let me just get to the next one. Banathanagos recovered. Point. Big, point, big for point for Lamia. Yes. yes, big point yeah. for them. They're still seventh place. They haven't won in five games, but still, you know, they're, they're keeping up. They're, they're only three points behind Esteras and sixth, who are also themselves having a really, really good period at the moment. Um, and, and I was just going to say, my uh, Nico Banathanagos, you, yeah. you were alluded to, they recovered against Volus, 3-0 winners away from home. Better performance overall? Or was Were they still kind of... Underlying issues that you noticed because Volos didn't even have a shot on target in this game. Ah, better, better, M much better, much better. There was a lot of fear. I'm, I myself was not because Volos are anything special this season, but I was worried if we we're going to implode again and all the off-field stuff were going to creep their way onto the on, on on the field matters and that as well. But no, no credit to Jovanovic, credit to the players, and you can see what it meant. Like in isolation, if you, if if someone that doesn't follow us or anything closely enough. If they saw Jovanovic and the bench and all the players and the coaches celebrate the first goal to break the deadlock in the second half, they think, what the hell? It's just that one goal against Volos. Like, relax. But that that's exactly what it meant to them. And now we can go into this Christmas New Year break with a bit more calmness, more more of a level head. And 
re reassess and, and dust ourselves off. The players can have a break and go again, basically. Um, needed needed this, needed this. But overall, much better. More more balanced uh, performance in, in lineup as well. More fluid, more more cohesion, much better. We we controlled it, as you said. Volus didn't didn't lay a glove on us, didn't trouble us at all. Um, the big the big talking point of this game, aside from our injuries, because we we had about seven eight injuries ourselves in this game. We oh that that's the other thing that worried me. Our, our could could we feel the a bloody bench basically? We're, we're down to bare bones ourselves. The big talking point in this game is our and. Potentially our new Marcus Berg, our, our super sub Swede uh, striker, Yedemeyev. He's someone we've we spoken about a while ago when we first signed him and loaned him out to Levadiakos. He's come, in, come back in from that loan and he wasn't included in the European squad, but he's come in and in the very, very limited chances he's had in the league, he's grasped it with, with open arms. He, he was the one that came on when we were 2-1 down against Bulk and in his one and only touch of the game, scored to make a two-all in like the 96th minute. And he was back at it again. He scored, I think it's four goals in the league this season in 25 minutes. Yes. What else does he have to do to get more of a run? What what uh, Sporad is, he, oh, for the money we're paying him, he's not, not, I'm not saying get rid of Sporad in January, but surely he's gone at season's end. Surely, if if, he, if the plan is to still play Ioannidis this as the number nine, surely Yeremeyev has to get a lot more minutes than just 25 minutes in the second half of the season. He can do what, not even Ioannidis, and Ioannidis, full credit to him because he, he's had to work hard on his game, but Yedemeyev is a natural goal scorer and a number nine. In contrast to Forti, where up until this season, I was saying everything's so great, the hold-up play, bringing others into the game, the work rate, running the channels, being a nuisance for defenders. Yedemeyev's Hopeless, not hopeless, but he's nowhere near as good as Forty when it comes to, to that side. But he can finish, and in the league, excluding not non-penalty goals, yet a may ever scored more goals than Yoannidis in the league, all in twenty-five minutes. That says it all. Is it now? I'm not saying he's got to be our first choice starter by any in any way, but a plan B, somewhere where you can come on and play a four-four-two, or come on and drop Yoannidis a bit deeper to to link link play up. It's just some more options that, that we need. As I said before with the, the other game, the Atromitos embarrassment, need, need a centre-back to, to come in ASAP. As soon as that window opens, just announce it. Quick, smart. Hopefully, we've already line, lined that up. Um, just some stats before we let this game go on us to sum up our first half of the season. So, in all of last season, we had the fifth-best attack. 36 games, 47 goals. Fifth-best. And we're in that title race until the last game, basically. This season, we're already on 41 goals. Less than halfway in. 15 games, 41 goals. Last, all of last season was 47 goals. We're already there, basically, in half a season. However, defensively is where it gets messy. We, were, we had a miserly defense last season. 16 goals conceded only in 36 games. There were a lot of 1-0 scorelines last season. This season, 15 games, 11 goals. So we've already almost already scored as much as all of last season in one half, and we've already conceded this season in half a season in, in what we did in all of last season. And we, we picked up on this, Banathanek, we're supporters in the early rounds because our season started so early with the Champions League qualifiers. 
he went, Jovanovic went so gung-ho in fixing our attacking issue that it's almost as if the defence was neglected a bit. And the injuries haven't helped at all, of course. But, yeah, that, that that's that's just the story of our season so far. Well, good result for Panathinaikos. And we move to the next game, which was a very boring nil-nil <laughs> draw between Bastianina and Banadoligos. The highlight of which was Haris Mavrias getting sent off in, in the latter stages of the game. So there you go. Nothing, good. Nothing good. So nothing <laughs> happened there. Um, Sunderland's finest. Yeah, goodness me. Um, <laughs> uh, and they, so Ayek, what as we alluded to, once again drew two all uh, in a game that they probably should have won against yeah. Bansaragos. Well, they had it. Yeah, they had it. They had it. So uh, Lazarus Rota opened the scoring in the 16th minute, and then just before half time. Um, but if they they uh, Bansaragos equalized through uh Thimianis uh in the 39th minute. Levi Garcia scored in the 45th minute, just before half time, to give them the 2 1 lead. And in the 94th minute, as the game was wrapping up, <laughs> Thimani uh Thimian, bleh, my my brain, Thimianis. That's it. Thimianis. Yeah, that's it. Thimianis scored in, in the added time to make it 2 all and snatch a point for Bansaraigos. So I think again, dropping points. Big, big two points dropped again, Michael. Mm-hmm. And goalkeeper blunder. Yeah. This one. Yes. Massive yeah. blunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Athanasiadis again. Again. Yeah. 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 And you just wonder what, you just wonder from his loan spell at Sheriff, what he was doing there. Some decent, some good performances in the Champions League while they were at it. Comes back and comes back to Ike from his loan, and you see and you see his true ability. This is why yep. that loan at she- these loan these moves to Moldova sheriff. Don't even look at it. But they don't were flashing the pan. A whole like, different story. Yeah. Sheriff yeah. Tiraspol were a flash in the pan. But they they, yeah. they had one good, really, really good Champions League campaign. If you look at their. Europa League campaign, um, they were pretty bad, pretty rubbish. Yeah. I, on a side note with that club, though, we, we talk about the imbalance of the Greek Super League over the years. They That club wins the league every season, though, don't they? They don't compete, but their competition's next to non-existent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember, I just remember from that Champions League run that they had that pretty much their whole squad in Greek media and their whole squad was linking their players to our Greek clubs. It was just hilarious. <laughs> and <laughs> which, which Panathalikos managed to sign one of them. Um, and then he left. Oh, well, who cares? No one knows him anyway. Well, they, they, they finished <laughs> bottom of the Europa League group with no wins, f- one draw and five losses. So a huge fall from grace from them. They didn't even mm-hmm. reach the conference league yeah. this time but, around. We die. Let's, we... Go Michael. Yeah, so we're getting a little bit carried away with yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, stupid sheriff club. But I want to point out uh, Thimianis. He's only 22 years old, and keep an eye on him. Not only does he play, uh, I think he played defensive midfield. He can only he can play defensive midfield, but he he can also be utilized as a centre back. He's one of those one of those guys that um has been a, has been uh, there in the youth ranks. Um, I remember him Xanthi in his first day as Xanthi and he was getting called up for the under-19s and the under-21s games. Um, and he's got that move to Pansaraikos last season and he was actually a key figure into the promotion and he's stuck around. 
And these were his first goals for the club. And scoring against Ajax is actually pretty big. So good on him. And he's actually making a name for himself. He's getting his name out there. He's another talent to look out for. So keep an eye on him. Yeah, and ho hopefully he's given the platform to show himself. And if, if he continues to do well enough, he'll go to one of the bigger Greek clubs where he won't get played at all. Apart from Balk, who like to actually play their young. Oh, look, there there was there was links, and there was a link to Ike, if I remember. But um, I think Ike opted out, and they uh, signed someone else, or they didn't, or they didn't bother to, they didn't proceed with the transfer. What one of the two? But as far as I know, he was linked with Ike some time ago. Um, but look, let's see how it goes at season's end. He might get a move. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. With, with Ike in this game, though, like, what the hell is going on there? Like, two games, both to all, both given up leads. I think even though they gave this one up uh, very late on, the collapse at Panatolikos was worse because they're a weaker side. But some, something, something's going on there. Yeah, it's not quite right. I know you you said before, Their inconsistency is something. It's, I, I can't put a finger on it. It sounds like the, the injury problems are still catching up with them, but even still, it, it, when it ha when that happens, I saw it. With, you saw it with Olympiagos last season. We did this multiple times against teams where we were two 0 up and we would just capitulate completely. It just feels yeah, like it's, a, it's a mentality thing. Sort of pinpoint is it fitness mentality? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably it, it's a mentality thing. That's probably what it is. I mean, they're, and they're thinking like last season when they won the league, they didn't end the regular season in first. So I don't. You can't keep having these sort of results because then you're going to be too far adrift. But it's, if they keep doing this, then they're going to be cut adrift. Yeah, you're going to be playing catch up, and then there's only so again, much time you can play yeah. catch up before it's too late. That's right. Not panic stations yet, but a few more of these, it will be. Next, we go to Asteras, who got a very impressive victory away to Offi in Crete. Astana's having a really, really good time of it, whereas Offi are in a bit of uh, freefall now. Three losses on the bounce for them in the ninth place. And yeah, they're starting to they're starting to have to look yeah. at the shoulder at the, at the team struggling at the bottom of the table, I'd say. Yeah, it, it, a fantastic decision from Offi to sack um, their coach and hire the Spanish Barascos. Seriously, what a joke they they just become recently. It's I shouldn't be saying that about Offie because I, I like Offie and I respect them, but that that is just it's just insane that they sacked their coach. They'll have they were, you know, like one point away from the top six. It wasn't even halfway through the season. They hired that Lithuanian guy back in March. Like like they sack him and they hired this Spaniolo that he's coached a thousand clubs. As I, I keep calling him the Spanish Parascos because he is. And look, look at the results that they're getting. It's just, it's just ludicrous. Just a joke. Seriously. Well, look, if they're if they're relegation threatened come the end of the regular season, he's gone. It's as simple as that. He won't stay if he continues yeah. this in this way. But it's it's a shame because it's not. I get what you mean, Michael. Because off I I find I find them quite a likable club, and I like that they have such passionate fans and and where they play. But just the the decision makers at the club are, have made a <laughs> seem early doors to have made a very big mistake on their part. So yeah, and losing to a direct rival for the playoffs as well is yeah in that fashion is 
it's pretty pretty bad on their part. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and yeah. credit to Asteras. They've since hiring Rastovac back. Yeah. This is the yeah. Asteras we want to see. The, yeah. The, yeah. The the type of um aggressive football that he used that they he got them playing some seasons ago, and this is the Asteras we want. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Up into six. Up into six. Remarkably. Yeah. 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 Yep. Sort of crept up there without any fanfare at all. No, they've been very quiet. No, They're not only at four all. points behind Aris in fifth. So yeah. yeah, anything's possible. Another one to watch out for in the second half of the season. Yep. For sure. Definitely. They're going to be. They're, they might be one of the upsetters to the big boys if they're not careful. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of, well, this wasn't an upset. This was a demolition job from Balk, who won 6-0 away to Gifishia. After Gifishia had, had such a good result in the previous round, uh, there were all six separate scorers in this game. So it was Gontendelias opened the scoring, Brandon scored the second, then it was Despidov with the third, Murg with the fourth, um, uh, Ozdiev with the fifth, and Zingaras with the sixth. Massive result for Balk. 12 shots on target, Kifishia completely <laughs> demolished in this game. And Balk, you said it in the chat, Nico. Balk, you know, I, they're my tip from here. Th- th- look, they're my th- tip. This, this is the closest. Uh, this was this title race for me is even closer than last season. It's closer, yeah. Because in terms of more teams, because uh, I think teams, are the, all four of the big teams have strengthened, but also weakened in, at the same time in different ways. You know, I still think, yeah. while Balk look impressive, I don't think they're unbeatable. And once again, I feel like we've really, after beating us 4-2 at Gariskagi, I feel like that really jettisoned them into some really impressive no, um, Whatever Balk do turns to gold at the, at the moment. They remind me of us at now golden eras of even as recently as 20 years ago where we had the young Greek talent. We had a conveyor belt, the conveyor belt. We had the endless production line, that Euro 2004 core. Like Balk now have it with Constandelias, Gulliarakis and, and the rest of them coming through. And they've got the European runs that, that we had back in the day as well. Full full credit to them. And, and as I said, they're, they're my tip to take it out. In my eyes, they're the favourites from here. AFCON might might play a role. They they're gonna have three, four players in that. Mm. And and but so- no European football till March is a big one for them. The, the league is almost the regular season almost wraps up by then. Yeah. And look, that they are gonna really, really push the rest of them for this for this title race. And if if everyone's still within about three or four points come the playoffs, then we'll have to see because that's when it will be the real test. But if if they're comfortably ahead come Come the uh, end of the regular That's what season, I'm saying with I, yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll, we'll have I, to see. I don't want to keep having those results to be you know ten points adrift come playoffs. If they're three, four, five points, ah, they can they can catch that up there. But back to bulk, full full credit to them. But like you said, Nigob, all of the other teams below them have started to to trip up on occasions, whereas they haven't, especially over the last five games. And that's why they they currently are the, have on a good run and look like they could go even further if if they keep up their form. But it's it's a still a long season, so we'll have to see what happens. But look, yeah, knows how to, said, yeah, yeah knows how to win with Balk and win the title, and and yeah. he's come back yeah. and re, reshaped that team, and that shows give a, give a lot of credit to him for what the, for the work he's done at Balk. And yeah. and I've I've said it a million times. There there were all the other big Greek clubs should be doing with their youth products, should be actually giving them opportunities and giving them a chance to shine and let them develop because it will bear fruit if you actually do that because Greece has some 
a huge amount of talent that is being wasted, um, whether that be in the B teams or in on loan elsewhere. Finally, Adromidos host Olympiagos in the, I guess the the Athens derby. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna carry this on, even though I'm just absolutely four points from bloody from two games against the, the two, the big two. Yeah. Yeah, Adromidos are in really, really good, yeah. well, impressive form. I mean, they've, been, they've drawn four and and won one, which was against you guys, Nico. But they, they look, they, they play. They knew what they wanted to do against us. Illich, the, the, their new manager, credit to him, set them up perfectly to to get the draw because that's clearly what they came to do. They 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 well, that's clearly what they came to do on the day. Olympiagos, to be fair. We had our chances, but completely squandered them. Costas Fortunis was missing through suspension. Madi Camara was missing because of a family um, incident, so he had to leave. A couple other yeah. injuries as well hasn't helped. El Arabil, as I said, was out, but there's no excuse. We did have a, we did have our chances. We didn't take them. The only thing I would say from that game was there was there were a few penalty shouts that probably weren't correct. The only one I'd you say. The, the only they're one all I would dives. say in my eyes, they're all dives. The Two only, of them are clear dives. Well, the only one I would say is more debatable is Podence, the the one that keeps is going around social media at the moment, where he gets brought. He, the, I think it's Avelas actually who clearly doesn't go for the ball and and hacks him down at the edge of the box. That for me was probably the closest to being a penalty. I don't know if that's on a hundred percent. I was going to ask you about about those calls, like the one in in Ceres. Clear, clear penalty. No one can have any yeah. debates with that. But these ones, for me, were three, especially two out of the three were clear, super clear dives. You know what, Nico? I think for me this time, unlike unlike away to, uh, to Volos, that was a game that I felt like clearly the wrong decisions were made by the AR. And we, those, that victory was taken away from us. Whereas in this... Yes, maybe the one I referred to just now probably could have been given as a penalty, but at the end of the day, we missed our chances and we didn't we we didn't take the chances yeah. we had, and and so that's no, why you, we drew. You hit the nail on the head before. What the 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 key takeaway from this game is no fortunis, no party. Yeah, and if he's missing in your other games, this is probably going to be the norm. Well, it's not like we didn't play we didn't play badly. We we played okay. It's just that Adromitos had. 10 men uh, and the goalkeeper behind the ball. So but I'm we, saying if, if he plays, if he plays, you probably find a way. Yeah, of course. And and with El Arabi, who's shown to be a good super Ooh. sub in the game against, um, um, who did we play last? Bantaragos and also in the Europa League in our final game against Bacatopola. He's, he's, a, he's a great impact sub, which is what Carvajal is has uh, clearly seen in him. So, look, disappointing for Olympiagos. At least we didn't lose because I don't think we physically could have, even if we let Atramitas attack us because they wouldn't have gone into our box. But there we go. A disapp- but I think considering the context, with especially as they beat you guys in the previous game and their form, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I expect Olympiagos to win these games, but they're, they're, not, yeah. they're not an easy team to play at the moment. No, they've, they've turned a corner since, since Coleman's gone. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, Carvajal has only had two league games, so yeah. I'm not going to judge. And look, look what it's done for the ladder. Look look at the, the, the first to fourth. Yeah. You know, it's, this I is think... what we were saying during those Baranga years when one team, when you you guys were just running away with it every season and the dodgy calls and the, the other three couldn't get their shit together as well. And this is what we were saying. Get, get, shut this Baranga down. And give us give us the league back, and we've got it back. It's it's going to be a very interesting second half of the season. Well, 
you know, Nick, I, I can't say I didn't enjoy us running away with the league uh, on occasions. Take away the any dodgy decisions that may or may not have happened <laughs> with, with us, you know. But um, I, I think I, I do agree in the sense of, look, this is a really exciting season, like maybe more so for me as a as an Olympiagos fan than it was last season, because while we're a bit of a mess, it's nice to oh, kind you got of Europe a, too. We've got Europe and and it's nice to have like a competitive league where, you know, at, at the end of 2023 um, for this part of the season, there's only three points separating the top four, which is really, really intriguing because we haven't had that for, we had before last season, we hadn't had that for a long time, mainly due to the fact that one, we were very good Two, everyone else can get their, their shit together. Um, so there we go. I'll just run through the table quickly before we wrap up the Super League. So Balk, top of the league, 35 points. Banathanaigos in second with 34. Olympiagos and Aik both on 32 points. Aris <laughs> kind of on their own right now in fifth um, with 24 points. High Flying Asteras on 20 points. Lamia on 17. Adromitos on 16. Ofi on 15. Volos and Bansaraigos on 14. Banatoligos and Kifisha on 11 and Basianina on nine points at the bottom of the table after 15 games. So Greek football takes a break, takes a lovely Christmas holiday until the 2nd of January. Oh, actually the 3rd of January is uh, now when we'll be back to see, see it happen all over again. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving as Michael loves to say, speaking of the gift that keeps on giving, which is apparently Olympiagos in this case, Michael, your former owner, uh, Alexis Gouigas has joined Olympiagos as part of the board of directors. He will be the team's legal advisor and the club's vice president on the Super League Council as well. Michael, explain to me why... Oh, well, just explain to me this decision because because for me... I, I, yeah, I know, I can see you smiling. Um, I, I, I don't... I, I get it, right? He, he was a bad owner for you guys, but surely he's... In the fourth statement. And in, in the past, at Ike, everywhere. I know, Re, but like, surely he can't be worse than Karababas. Because for me, he Karababas is worse. I, I'm sorry, like he's he the way he runs his mouth in the media. He for me, he he gives the club even more of a bad reputation than it has uh, in in Greece. I don't know, Michael. Give give me the rundown. <laughs> I don't know how to give the rundown on this. Yeah. This came. As a surprise for me. Um, yeah. Okay, everyone in great all, football. All the bad words he has said about your club, Steve. That's why. Yeah, I know. Yes. He was against <laughs> us in the court case against Barathanagos. Yep. <laughs> That's what yep. surprised yep. me. All the bad yep. stuff he has said about your club. And Marinaki has just, I don't know, I guess he's buried the hatchet with him and he's taken him on board as the club's legal advisor. and as well as vice president of the league council. It's just, a, this is just shocking. And I, I just yeah. happened to see the comments on, oh, on the comedy media. It's just, it's just comedy hour. Like I, I was on the floor. <laughs> I saw one that I, I won't be following uh, Olympiacos anymore. It's a pity because of, because of hiring Kurias. It, it's just crazy. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking that comment seriously. Like, it's reading that stuff is funny because, you know, all the bad, as I said, all, all the bad stuff he said about your club, and he suddenly, uh, you know, 
early Christmas present 2023, he um, joins Olympiacos. Well, look, I reckon Marinakis gave him an early Christmas present in the form of a massive <laughs> yeah. paycheck to come and yeah. be part yeah. of the team. That's why he's joined. He, he the the gift about us. <laughs> but money the talk. gift that keeps on giving and expect the unexpected. Look, yeah. there's never a moment. <laughs> For Marinakis, say, he's had his hands tied. Like, he's... He doesn't know where to look between finding Nuno, getting him in Cooper left Forest, and he's got you know Guyas back home. He doesn't know where to look. Look, oh, I'm I'm you, hopeful. You know, I I'm hopeful geez. that he is not going to be the final say on major decisions at the club. I feel like I'm, in I'm theory ho- he shouldn't. No, in theory he shouldn't, and especially as an, a legal advisor as well. I mean. I, I don't know how he is as a lawyer. You guys could probably fill me in more on that. He's actually okay, he's Steve. On good. that, he is he, not just very good. He's he's very successful. Like, doesn't matter yes. who who his clients are. He's a successful lawyer in Greece for many years. But yes. I, look, as much as I come to think, oh, he's just a legal advisor. He may not see him much in the media. Oh, I'm just <laughs> doubts he will be in the media. Oh, Anything sure. that yeah. comes up. He yeah, will be yeah, in the yeah. media. This is why that's I didn't why I a, that comes up. This is why yeah, I didn't that's like why, Galapapas. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, stand him. Nah. <laughs> that's why I said, in theory, the key words were, in theory, he shouldn't have much of a say. In theory. Steve, but this guy, the way his personality is. Yeah. Steve, see. any issue that happened in Greek football, when he was the owner of my club, he would come out with a stat with some random statement from out of nowhere, talking about some issues elsewhere. We're going, what the fuck does this have to do with our club? This, When something comes up, Steve, he's going to come out and say something and he's going to involve Olympiakos in it. So just watch out for that. That's what he's going to do. <sighs> Let's see there. I mean, look, I, like I said, if he's a good enough lawyer on the on the legal side of things, it's a good asset to, to have for Olympiakos. Hopefully, as a vice president, Marinakis has him on a fucking leash so that he doesn't say anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Well, that, that's going to be an interesting <laughs> dynamic. That, that's a classic keep him, egos there. That, keep that, him away that, from that, the... So, keep him away from it, the uh, uh, administration team so he won't post on fucking announcements every five seconds. And and, and also, like, the, the running the running of the like the actual team is going to be, you know, Antonio Cordon and and, and um, Pedro Alves. So for me, that's... You'd like to think so, yeah. You'd like to think so. And they're good people. And they, they are good at their job. So hopefully they, they just leave them to do the things that they need to do. And, you know, Gurias... <laughs> I'll accept Gurias saying stupid no, stuff in the media. It's what you said, on a leash. It's what you boys said. He's got to be on a leash. Yeah, 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 exactly. But he, he's, a, he's a personality and a half. I mean, the dynamic between him and Marinakis is going to be one to keep an eye out on. Yep, yep. Hey, 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 Marinakis, Carapapas, Kurias. You have your holy trio right there. Oh, in a room. Imagine them in a, in a room in a meeting. <laughs> My God. It's like that's the Greek Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I, I really hope that it's, it, there's, a, there's a good reason Marinakis did this, but. Ah. We'll see the repercussions of it in a good way or a bad way, I'm sure, at some point. Um, <laughs> Should we get to the other one? The the other gift? Go on. Yeah, that's shocking. Um, for anyone that missed the news, I'll say it, Steve. Do it, do it. <laughs> um, Panseraikos have 
made their first winter transfer. None That's other right. than Egyptian midfielder Amir Wada. And it's now <laughs> his sixth club in Greece. So he has returned to the Super League once again. <laughs> disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. Yeah, I mean, look, it, I, I don't want... Look, the, the Greek game isn't in a good place as it is with it with its reputation. But I think with all the things that he's been accused of in the past, which I don't really want to say it blatantly, so you can look up what he's been accused of. I don't want to play like that in the Super League because at the end of the day, it just gives it even more of a bad name to say it's okay to have people like that in, in our league and playing for our clubs. And that for me is wrong. Um, so yeah, go and if you want to research what 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 has allegedly done, go for it. But I don't. I'm not pleased yeah. by this at all, and it's a disappointment for Bantaragos to hire him. Michael, I'm sure you feel the same as I do. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Look, look no doubt his talent. Yeah, absolutely talented player. No doubt his talent, but it. I'm sure Pablo Garcia has trusted him because he has coached him before at Palk. But that's where he got banished. That is where he got banished um, forever from Balk. And that's why he got his move to um, Cyprus uh, with Apollo Limassol. For the things that he did at Volo, it all came out and on Instagram, I believe, that he was um, going, around with, going out with underage girls and he was, you know, the usual crap that we hear. And that shit happened. He even asked that um, underage girl to marry him. Blimey. Yeah. And that, that's how he got banished. That's how he got banished. That's how he got banished, not only from Vola, but from Balk. Yeah. And uh, now he's I'm trying to think of how this would have come about. Pablo Garcia must know him very well. Yeah, because he was a Balk. So he from must his, know him. From yeah. his Balk yeah. days. Yeah. And look, look no, doubt, no doubt. In terms of quality, yes, it's a good transfer. Yeah. Quality, yeah. Not. But for although the, he's not young anymore, for the sake of the Greek for Greek football's rep, reputation, this is where I say Greek football, the gift that keeps on giving. This is this is what I'm talking about for stuff like this. A player that's Nothing. well known for the for he for his activities that he's done in Greece, especially with underage underage minors, like minors, just 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 in general, what he's done, it's it's a, it's a disgrace, and that's why that phrase comes in. Hmm. Yep, very disappointing on Bansaragos part to bring him back to Greece. Garcia obviously knows him, but there we go. He's back in Greece. So, and yeah, I, I wish I could no wish, wish him all the best. But how long we give him? How long we give him till um, he does some Malakia? Who knows? Uh, Not man, for, in a. Man, for a small town like Ceres, anything can happen. Oh, forget Wait, it. Yeah. Hang, hang on, hang on. Let me, hey, let me up reiterate the road. that. The Saloniki's up the road. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly that. So he's in. He's just half an hour from Thessaloniki, so anything happens in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on to some, well, I wouldn't say positive things. but I, So the Super League was announced. And not we're not talking about the Greek Super League or the Danish Superliga or any other uh, league that was named a Super League. This is the European Super League because uh, the European Court of Justice have, uh, allowed, have told FIFA and UEFA that 
the the what the banishment they put on the Super League was uh, anti-competitive essentially, and they uh, the Super League is allowed to function again as a entity if they wish to invite teams to their league, and so that's what's been the big news the last day, day or so. It was a, a, all day on social media. I was seeing this club is joining, this club isn't joining. This guy condemns the, the Super League. The Super League have said they have a hundred billion euros. There's going to be three tiers and and teams are going to get invited to join. And it's not going to be a closed tournament. There's going to be promotion and relegation. Look, I, th there's been no announcement from any Greek clubs, um, any of the big boys. None of them have said anything. I, I imagine they will probably follow the crowd and say no as it stands right now with a lot of major teams doing that but guys we we had this conversation two years ago when when the super league was first announced and it looked like it was going to happen then it will collapse within 24 hours do you think any of the greek teams will be invited firstly because i i'm not sure they will be even even olympiagos i have my doubts if we'd been we'd be invited to to something like this yeah Maybe Blue League, if, if if we're talking invites, maybe the third tier league at, at best, if we're mm. talking invites, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I, I hope what you said, I hope they, they reject it though because we haven't heard anything, but I, I hope this doesn't go ahead because this has the potential to really change the, the game for the longer term, bigger picture, not just Greek football. Well, the, th the thing is it has to get approved by FIFA anyway, the competition. So it doesn't matter what they're planning or... Or whatever it has to get approved by FIFA and as well as UEFA. It's the well, European. This Court is of the FIFA. This is the FIFA it, that's we we know they're not clean. Yeah, I know, but they have stated before. I'm not defending them in any way, but they're the ones that create competitions, not fucking Florentino Perez, whatever his name is, and Laporte. Yeah, well, well, that yeah. that was the whole point of this not ruling, Michael. They can make this competition without the, without FIFA and UEFA's ruling because the European Court of Justice have stated that FIFA and UEFA don't have the right to prevent tournaments outside of their jurisdiction from being created. So technically, yes, Florentino Perez can create this European Super League if he really wants to. And let's be real, they're not going to just stop with Europe. They're going to, if this thing actually takes Around off, the world. They, they're going to want the Saudi Arabian teams to come in. Yeah. They're going to want the American teams to come in. They're going to want all the big Brazilian teams to come in. This is going to be a massive thing. And and like, and like I agree with you, Nick. I, I don't want this to happen. Like It's like one of those things where, in theory, it so actually sounds quite cool. If it had no repercussions to football whatsoever, as, as it is right now, it sounds quite cool, but to like have all of these teams like playing against each other in a massive league, but retrospectively, it it doesn't work, and it and it wouldn't work. No. It, sure, it make people a lot of money, make clubs a lot of money too, um, but it would be against everything that European football and just football in general stands for, and it wouldn't be for the fans. It would become an elitist sport, and it would kill domestic football as we know it. And I know it's not a closed league yet, but let's be real, that's what they really want. Yep. Um, yep. So it, yeah, uh, it's not going to happen anyway. Florentino so. Paris can have his um his um you know A team go up against his uh, B team in the Super League and do whatever. And even Barcelona can do the same if they want to have their A team against their B team. And and th if that's teams, the way they want it, go ahead. And and those are the yeah. two teams that want this competition more than anyone else because they 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 have fully admitted that 
due to the financial power of the Premier League, this is what they want to have to compete with it because La Liga can't p- compete with the Premier League on a revenue level. Um, and so there you go. They're trying They're trying to create something massive that they say will... And, and, and like you said, Nick, UEFA from FIFA aren't, aren't darlings to the football world. FIFA in particular... That's what I'm saying. You give them a bit of money, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, and 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 the net UEFA have now even said that. Well, I I don't. These are just rumors. They I've heard that they might even keep the current format of the Champions League, which is group stages, to so. knockout stages uh, onwards, rather than going to the Swiss format of having a, a league system uh, for all of all three of UEFA's competitions. So, don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I wouldn't say yeah. nothing at that. Yeah, this, this is know, probably why that Club World Cup. Uh, the the plans to to revamp that uh, come in for, for as of next year. Yeah, all this has probably played a role for sure. And that's actually one competition. Maybe I'll have people coming onto my head. That's actually one competition that I don't mind at all. A club World Cup. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind that at all one bit. So, but this this with the Super League, we've discussed this before. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Perez and Laporta can go head to head, have their little little super league with their whatever teams that they have involved. It's not going to work. And look, as you mentioned, Steve, Steve, with La Liga, with La Liga not having uh, much of the revenue as the Premier Premier League, I tell you, I tell you, their downfall is when Ronaldo got the transfer to Juventus and Messi went to PSG. That's their downfall. And here they come with this Super League idea. I think they lost like that, 7% and as of well revenue. As, as well as Neymar to PSG. Oh. Messi stuck oh. around. Mm. This is that, that was their downfall. They lost three of their biggest stars to Juventus and PSG. And look at them. They're not making enough money. And look, oh, we're, we need money. So let's play. let's make this Super League idea happen. Let's try and destroy the fans and make our own little comp. Let's try. And They've got to focus. You know, get, get, they got to focus get my on point. their own backyard. Yeah, exactly. Said, let let so, them play their A team and B team, and the fans have to stand up again as they did a couple of years ago around the world. Yeah, mm. and you, you look, look, no doubt, no, their fans don't want it. I, I believe them; they don't want it. It's just these um outsiders that want it. It's the legacy that fans that clubs. want it. Yeah, it's all yeah. the legacy yeah, fans. Yeah. And and you're taking away, uh, sure, like it's not. There's nothing wrong with having fans from outside of the country. You know, this is something that Greek football needs to get better at. Actually, encouraging yeah. fans to support their team outside of Greece and Cyprus as well. But you, if you just cater to the external fans from around the world, you lose the fundamental kind of culture of the club itself. Because you know, imagine if Liverpool, for example, didn't represent. Liverpool the city and the people and the, like who have always supported that club and it just became a badge and a name and it didn't become associated with that place anymore that's kind of what would happen with the Super League especially if they do their original plan and, and close it off to everything and not have a relegation and just get them to play in Dubai every week or something it, it it's just something that that football doesn't need and uh, unlike you Michael I'm much more pessimistic I whether it happens in 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 2025 like they said it would or later i think it's inevitable because they want it and money talks that if they're in if they're willing to invest 100 billion euros into this thing people the all the teams that even rejected them 
will come around and just be like, oh, no, we were always a fan of this. We, we, we just wanted to wait for the right time to accept and join. I, I, I think it's going to happen eventually and it will it sadly i think it will kill football and that's when going back to greek clubs because you know this is a greek football podcast at the end of the day it'll be interesting to see how greek teams react to that whether they'll be invited or whether you know like a lot of other leagues have been discussing potentially forming a regional league with other neighboring teams um in in the area like serbia or or I and think- we had something similar like that back in the we day had, the, yeah, the, Bal- like, the, yeah. the balkans cup and yeah. look imagine the fame violence yeah, but look, for boys, for its time, it was actually quite a successful uh, little tournament until it got disbanded. Yeah. And I think that's because of um, the disbandment of Yugoslavia. So, yeah. um, look, would I want to see it back? No, because of what we just said now, the hooliganism. It's still around. It's fucking gone worse than what it was back right. then. Yeah. So, it, it, it was actually... You know, talking a little bit real, yeah, Balkans Cup could work. A, you know, Southern East, you know, a Southern Eastern League could work, you know, something like something like that. Like a little, that something could work in post-season, pre-season stuff. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, the Balkans Cup was an interesting one. I mean, Olympiagos won the Balkans Cup. It's the only international trophy they've ever won. And it still counts, even though it's not UEFA, it wasn't a UEFA competition. Um, Imagine yeah. Olympiakos versus Dinamo Zagreb, and then a day later, Panathinaikos versus Red Star Belgrade. Yeah, oh, that's, uh, forget it. That's what war, war zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and th- that's the sad thing because if fans behave themselves, that would be incredible. It'd be an amazing atmosphere for people to go into if people weren't there also to cause trouble. Which you know, of course they are. There's going to be a minority of fans who will cause trouble in those games. Um, but we'll just have to see what happens with the Super League. Like I said, multiple teams have already rejected it. It's probably going to go quiet for a bit and then come back in six months and then be yeah. like, hey guys, we've got a new idea <laughs> and even more money to throw at you. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see if Greek clubs are involved at all in any shape or form. I somehow doubt it, which is not a bad thing. Uh, but yeah, I guess I think that's everything, guys. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? I mean, that that's it for Greek football for 2023. But we will be doing a podcast in the Christmas period around the, the yeah around the Christmas period, just kind of going through the league and maybe maybe going through the performances of teams so far. We'll certainly the big boys, but we'll we'll give some say to the smaller teams too. So hopefully yeah, predictions. Will we'll open it up with questions. Yeah, we'll get yeah, something and, yeah, and questions too because we haven't done that in a while. It'd be nice to hear from people and how everyone's Christmas is going and how everyone is in, if people have been enjoying the season or not <laughs> as it stands. So yeah, any, um, any, any last things? I do, but that's the second division. I wanted to actually touch on that. Go do it, Go, um, time. because it that's actually gone on break as well. So, um, I should say. Uh, my club, if anyone still doesn't know, my club is in the second division. Um, they're called um, Atletiki Enrici Larissa, AL. We are first in our group, in the northern group. Yeah. So as any, if anyone doesn't know, there is two groups. There is the north and the south. So my club is first, chasing promotion. We are ahead of our rivals, uh, Leva Diakos, uh, which is nice to see because they just sacked their coach. Um, even though they're second. So good on them. Um, but what's interesting in the second division, not only my club, 
the southern group is where it is actually a dogfight. So you have Galicia first, you have Hanya second, and the Agoras third, Kalamata fourth, and Iliupoli. Iliupoli have come come up from the Gamatniki. They are fifth, and Yonikos are sixth. Now, what's interesting about this dogfight? Those six those six clubs are separated by only five points. Yeah. So Galicia first, and I actually tipped them from for promotion again. But even though they have slipped up a little bit, but Hanya's up there. The Agoras, they had their downfalls last season. They've risen back up again. Galamata is another one that actually, with quite a lot of fanfare, people uh, want them promoted. We remember Galamata back in the days. Um, the big clubs, the big clubs such as uh, um always had a tough at Galamata. They were always a tough team to play against. Um, it would be nice to see them back. Um, but yeah, Iliupoli will be an uh, interesting addition if they get yeah, promoted. No, no, th- no thanks. And, but but Ionikos, we have seen them. Uh, they failed in their uh, recent stint. And let's see how, how things go. So the league, the second division is on break. There are the Agoras, a lot of man. things happening there. Yeah. The Agoras would be cool. That would be phenomenal. Something different than you know. From I'm not from Rhodes, but but we I'd love it. I'm from the Dodagani side. I'd love a team from the Dodagani side in the top flight. They've been up there yeah. before and, in the eighties. Yeah, for like three, four seasons. Yeah, um, yeah. But in that same group, I should say Panachaiki. If anyone's wondering, forget about them. They are plum last with six points, no wins. So yeah, it's a shame. Actually, yeah, Panakaiki is one of those clubs that did have some uh strong seasons back in their top division years ago. Um, and they had some talented players back then too. So it's a shame to see how they are. They've been, you know, they, they try to get up, um, but they just haven't achieved that, you know, they haven't achieved that state yet. It's a shame what they've become. Well, so that's that's my the second division uh, boys um, and, and all to, to our audience as well. If anyone was wondering, there's your update on it. Yep, and we should we should with with all the time constraints that we have and how how much this has happened this season, it's a shame we haven't touched on the second division a bit more, especially with your team, Michael. But now, that, whenever you're on, we'll make sure to touch it, especially if I get promoted because it'd nice it'd be nice to have them back up. And you know, Galithel would be an interesting one. They've got big aspirations there, and they're always. Always lauded it around Europe for having such nice kits as well. Their kits are really, really nice. Yeah, I think it's because of their. I think it's because of their partnership with. Um, is it is it Ver- Ver- Verona, Kiev or Halas Verona? One of was the two. It, was it Monza? It? it wasn't Monza, was it? Or don't know. No, Monza's Berlusconi. I think Galithea have um the Galithea owners. Owners, I think they're Americans. They have they Greek um, Greek Americans, aren't they? Mm. I'm not sure. Um, but I know they have stakes in another Italian club, uh, Kiev or Halas Verona. One of the two. They have similar kits. Or I no, I think it's Vicenza. It's yes, Vicenza. Again, I, Vicenza. I could be wrong. So it is. Yeah, they have almost exactly the same kits. Hmm. Yeah, well, they the- went through that rebrand. Remember when that when these owners took over. That ex-Panathinaikos yes. winger M- Munier is still there. 
He's yeah, like 36, he? 37. Yeah. Looking in good oh, nick as well for his age. Yeah, yeah. They have a couple of players of, of note, actually. They have Alexi Romao uh, from Olympiagos. And yes. I think he was at Ionigos yes. last season. Man- Yorgos Mantantis, who's a former Olympiagos yes. youth player. Yes. Um, Anthony Munir, who... Panatolikos ah. and Panatolikos oh as well. Um, and um, Abdul Rahman Weiss from that awful right back. He's there too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I remember him. Yeah, that'll probably go up. With yeah, that squad for the have a decent team. And, uh, good luck to mm. them. It'd be nice to see something a bit different in the in the first division, uh, like um, a Galicia. Although the, it is another Athens club. Is... Exactly, <laughs> it's another exactly. Athens club, and we have a lot of them. A lot of them in the first. Yeah, division. Exactly. that's why give me the Agoras. Um, but anyway, I guess let's let's wrap it up there, boys. Let's leave it at that. So, thank oh, you. So, sorry. So go, go, go. their owners are their, their owners are American, not Greek. Oh, oh okay. 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 I thought they might so, have been Greek American. Okay. Yeah, and he also and the guy that owns it is Andrew Barraray. And he is he's formerly the owner of Arizona Coyotes hockey team in the National Hockey League. Okay. So there you go. There you go. Fair enough. Um as yeah. as Stephen said, there's been so much happening with, with but national teams and the Euro coming up and the club teams in Europe and the off-field stuff right from the beginning with violence and bloody court cases and oh, there's never a dull moment that we can sit down and talk no, about no. the second division. No, but you know, there's always been something happening this season. Always. Hopefully, we'll we'll be able to, especially in the latter stages when it really starts to heat up, and especially who, who whenever promotion is close. But for those teams, we'll definitely try and focus on them a bit more because it's you know it's important to to kind of keep an eye on who's coming up uh, from the second division. So yeah, that yeah. there we go. Um, right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and sp- thank you for giving us such a good twenty twenty three as well. Because you know, reached a few milestones at Hellas Football as we've said before, ten thousand followers on Twitter. We've got 13,000 on Facebook and not far off of 5,000 on Instagram. So we really appreciate all the support you've given us on all of our channels. And thank you for being supportive of the blogs as well. You know, we got, you know, I, I know I, I write, but we've got a few other people who do really good job with those and, and like to give their takes on Greek football, which is, you know, always welcome. And thank you for supporting the podcast too. Always, always give it a, a recommend it to people who want to know more about Greek football. And as Michael says, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, give us a five star review if you haven't already to keep to bump us up so that more people can see the podcast and give it a listen. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll be back during the Christmas period, just before New Year, to kind of give a little roundup of of the Greek Super League season so far and give an insight into all of the team's performances and and such. So. Yeah, Michael, have a lovely Christmas. And, and same to you, Nico. Have a lovely Christmas and everyone else. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode.